Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shit You Wish Your Building Did. This is the podcast where technology experts tell you how to make your building smarter. Today, we're speaking to Prabhu from Facilio about making sustainability a habit. What cultural shifts in your organization need to happen and how technology can help that. So stick around for this important conversation with Prabhu. If you're serious about making your commercial building smarter, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we talk to an expert in their field and discuss practical business advice on how to implement technology in buildings. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to like the episode. And if you subscribe to the channel, you'll be notified when we publish new content. So let's go. So, uh, Prabhu, welcome to the podcast. Hi, James. Thanks for uh, inviting me for the podcast. Of course. Really interested to hear your thoughts today. And uh, yeah, let's get going. I mean, I think the what we talked about and why I wanted you to come on and, and have a discussion with us was around making sustainability a habit, which I think is a fascinating subject. And I think to begin with, I'd like to frame that, you know, I'd like to perhaps look at some of the background and what's behind that. I mean, so, you know, in a broad context, how do you feel about uh, the smart building industry's kind of response to, you know, the climate crisis and, and also the the energy crisis that we've been going through in Europe? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So if you see post-COVID uh, um, in uh, major parts of the world, there is the cost of energy is uh, really multifolded. And the response broadly is that uh, compared to a few years back, sustainability has become a business need now. Uh, uh, there is a strong need as part of the core business. It's, it's no more nice to have. Uh, uh, there is a need for business to be energy efficient. Mm-hmm because there is a direct impact on uh, their spend, their profit. Uh, so this happened like within the last uh, few years, right? Mm-hmm. So the response has been um, varied because traditionally the industry has been used to looking at a uh, legacy way of saving energy, uh, like by do- doing physical retrofit, uh, big projects, which is mostly services driven and hardware driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, although these are all essentials, but the need of the hour is how do you start saving energy now? Like month on month, you need to start showing, right? Mm. So uh, the market has been looking at how what else they can do, uh, how they can go and expedite this, uh, deploy this. Uh, the challenge there has been like, there has been very little success stories for customers. Mm. Uh, more and more what is happening is more software-driven models are being tried out by the industry uh, now for saving energy. Okay. Yeah, I think you've that's a very interesting framing, and I think you covered some good points there. So this kind of, um, I think it's fair to say what you described is more of like this ad hoc energy initiatives approach. Why is that, do you think, not enough then? why? Why, what more should companies be or what should what should companies be asking for when they when they're talking to partners yeah 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 so if you look at the traditional model which is again as i mentioned more services driven and physical retrofit driven driven 
It is capex heavy, typically executed as a siloed project and doesn't really bring in all the stakeholders. The real sustainability is going to uh, come in terms of how do you bring in continuous everyday energy saving, right? Mm -hmm. The key part of that is how do we connect people, process, and system in any business? People are like, who is occupying the property? Who is maintaining the property? Okay? Mm -hmm. And then your systems are automation systems, uh, systems that are consuming energy, like HVAC systems, elevator systems. And then the whole process of who does what, who repairs, who maintains, uh, who runs the building in terms of switching on, switching off, scheduling. So these are all very siloed today. And the traditional projects, again, creates more silo. Okay. So what happens is that will uh, that takes a lot of time to see ROI. And sometimes there is lack of participant from the people aspects. And there is very little ROI from that. Mm. And the better model is how do we integrate people, process, and systems through a unified software, right? So that everybody is aware of your sustainability performance. Everybody is participating day in and day out in your sustainability initiatives. Um, so that brings continuous improvement, uh, better improvements, faster improvements in terms of reducing in your energy consumption, which is key part of sustainability. The other angles are how do you bring in uh, clean energy? But the first part is how do we make sure the consumption is reduced? And that is going to come from having reducing silos, bringing in a model where people process systems are connected. Information is flowing across everybody, every teams. And then the either it is improvement or uh, uh, poor performance is everybody's aware and they're acting on it. Okay, great. Yeah. And you just to pick out some things there, because I thought that was that was a, a good statement around yeah. sort of what you were saying day to day um and and again that's where it we bring in the sort of the title here right like habits so we're trying to form habits within within this company uh mm -hmm. and you know ultimately then with that goal that first goal the first piece of the the, the energy puzzle is reducing energy consumption being more energy efficient so yeah, elaborate on that then. How do you how do you go about making this a habit, making sustainability a habit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll explain this with a good example uh, of one of our customer in UK. Um, this is a retail customer named Robert Dias. Uh, they own um, retail stores that sell um, household. Uh, uh, like items, equipments. Yeah. I know it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they became our customer, and uh, the great thing about them is they have already thought through this model of they had a strong conviction that uh, energy saving can be achieved and can be done faster if they make it as a habit among their teams, uh, their suppliers, their subcontractors. Uh, so how did they, so because they had this vision they chose facilio and then what they did is very simple implementation where they didn't go and put in a lot of automation in the stores put a lot of additional sensors in the stores so 
we help them create simple apps, uh, apps for say store managers, mm -hmm. apps for sustainability uh, executives that are in their headquarters, apps for leadership, wherein the app will show store level insight about what is the energy usage, what are different energy efficiency indexes. And then we also automated some processes like again, the store manager go and do a check of um, whether they have switched on all the lightings and HVAC systems before they close the store and they go and continuously monitor what is the temperature and then make adjustments. So these are very simple routines that some of the staffs have to do at store level uh, that brought in energy efficiency. And then what happened is across the organization, this information was shared where across 100 plus stores, which are the better performing stores that week, that month, and which are the stores where there is a lot of scope for improvement. That created like a gamification among their team. Everybody started participating. And the store manager would take pride in their store becoming in top 10, right? So that brought in a lot of discipline within the teams where they started following all the routines, uh, switching off lights, switching off air conditioning system, making sure it is ambient temperature. Mm. And, and then this information was shared, people were appreciated. So they, they saw like in their first year, they saw a 20% reduction in overall energy consumption. And as we speak, they are rolling out more routines uh, so that they want to further improve that 20%. So this is a great example of where we mostly use existing infrastructure, the meter, submeter data, and we brought in multiple stakeholders, leadership, headquarter staffs, store level staffs, third-party vendors, and then the, the information insights were shared plus the lot of processes were automated, routines, mm -hmm. checks, and all of that. And uh, this is giving them 20% year on then energy reduction. And all of these are software driven, no physical retrofit. And this is happening every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is a great example of how a cultural shift driven by connecting people, process systems through a unified software can bring in. Okay. So next step is they're looking at, can they put more sensors? Can they automate many of the manual processes their teams are doing? Can they go and retrofit some of their HVAC systems for better performance? Uh, they're able to make this decision through the data and insight our system is giving. So instead of going and applying this across 100 plus stores, they're able to identify what are my 10, 20 stores where I would have to go and retrofit my HVAC system because that is where we are clearly seeing that they are very inefficient instead of broadly going applying same thing for 100 stores. Mm. So this is what a software-driven system brings in, continuous improvement, making it as a habit, faster ROI. Okay. Uh, brilliant. I think you've really uh, laid out um, some interesting steps there. Okay. And they've, they've done that first part and clearly seen some benefits from it. And I guess as well, it's um, the... Not only was it probably easier to implement, but also cheaper as well. So they're doing that that step yeah. first and and seeing the benefits from that and then taking it forward. Yeah, no. And I, I'm really interesting that you brought in gamification. That was something I was going to ask as well. Is it also then, are they incentivized 
is that cultural shift like do you in in the gamification do they bring in um incentives for people and to um to reach those goals yes yes so i think uh incentivization is key part of it but in case of um um, our customer, they are just into one year journey, right? Mm. Uh, they are, I think they are able to start incentivizing uh, folks. But what they were seeing is because of the fact that the information is shared and people people started taking pride in their store being energy efficient. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, For their further scope, like to further go from 20% to more, um, I think it makes sense to start incentivizing. It could be in terms of money, in terms of uh, like appreciation whatever yeah yeah exactly so then you were talking about the next steps um and i guess that brings in more technology so i'd be interested yeah. in your opinion about how you know as a let's say as a robert dias or as um you know an, another type of company you know how do you yeah. how do you find the right technology to use and at what stage as well yes yes yeah so that is that's why, like like I mentioned earlier, right? Uh, um, this happened. This shift of energy efficiency becoming business critical is is, is happening very fast post COVID. So uh, there is a lot of open question around who will own this. Mm. Uh, traditionally, there was a sustainability team, mostly in large corporations, and then they do some part of it. But now this is becoming. KPIs for facilities team, facility management teams. Uh, and in some cases, even IT is now involved. CFOs are involved into how do you look at uh, sustainability, right? The challenge there is uh, how do they go about it? The traditional way is there, but it's slow uh, and it takes a lot of time to see the ROI. And um, software-driven ways looked upon as one uh, potential um way to fast track it but again there is very little references or success stories right mm. uh, because this is new like how to use uh, pure software to go and bring this change so that's where customers there's a lot of rfps being floated customers are piloting mm. and then going about it uh, there is also a lot of uh, um, uh, references customers are taking from how similar problem have been solved in other domain for example let's take say, uh, IT domain, right? 20, 25 years back, IT was like this, very manual. Um, a lot of IT work was done physically. You have an mm -hmm. office, your internet is not is working. There will be an IT representative locally present in that floor who will come and look at your computer and do things to fix it, right? So in last 20, 25 years, what has happened is SaaS came in, companies like ServiceNow came in, uh, they productized this, they built platforms for broader IT operations. And then more and more of IT became transformed into software from physical devices. Mm -hmm. Your firewalls, gateways, where physical boxes, now they're all software running in cloud. Okay, mm. So that is taken as a reference where, um, why can't we have similar software driven model for the non-IT? The whole energy saving is like a similar problem, mm. but in the operations technology world, you have Instead of your network, you have your HVAC systems, your elevator systems. Mm. So how do you bring in software platform model to optimize your operations technology? So right. that is taken as a reference. 
and we are seeing that there is a lot more RFPs now coming, which specifically asking how can we how can you put software to solve this mm-hmm. software platform based approach. So I'll give an, another example of uh, again in one of our customer in UK, British land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they have uh, several buildings. And they started their first implementation with a very large um, 700, 800,000 square foot property um, in, in London. Wherein an office. Uh, the building, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the building already had a lot of automation system in place. Yeah. They had a BMS. Uh, they had uh, sensors to count uh, occupants in each floors. Um they, so they had a separate access control systems, automated elevator systems. Mm-hmm. It was already efficient, compa- like uh, like an, uh, for an average buildings, mm-hmm. right? So they they came up with an RFP where they chose Facilio. They put our software on top of it, where we connected with their HVAC systems, access control systems, and our system was now able to understand the usage of each floor because we have access to the access control system. Mm-hmm. And then we started applying software-driven optimization methodologies like how do we uh, throttle HVAC in meeting rooms based on their occupancy, mm-hmm. in each floor based on their occupancy. Some floors have night shift, some floors have day shift. Uh, so we started optimizing every minute on HVAC system of this property. Okay. So again, what they started seeing is uh, they saw like, 30, in the first year, they are now seeing 30% reduction in their HVAC energy consumption just with software-driven optimization of scheduling based on occupancy. Uh, they were able to see that. And okay. they are continuing to do more. Now we are connecting with their other systems to improve. This is like an advanced building already having automation, already having access control and multiple siloed automation system. They are able to bring in a software like Facilio, connect all of that, bring data, and then connect their people, their occupants, their tenants, their teams, their third-party vendors. They are looking at maintenance schedules, how do we optimize that, and then looking at optimization, occupancy. They are now seeing like 30% reduction in HVAC energy consumption. So this is a great example of how do you bring uh, like a software driven uh, model for energy saving yeah yeah no very interesting um maybe to um think about that in another way as well would you so how would you then let's say you not uh, it sounded like that building initially was relatively advanced although still point solutions right not much connectivity what if let's say you're you're an owner operator of a sort of building that isn't so advanced perhaps doesn't have some of the uh you know some of the equipment you mentioned uh, or isn't particularly you know they're dealing with legacy systems so as well it makes perhaps makes it integration a bit harder is that is that more of a challenge um obviously it is but like i mean in terms of um are they still going to be able to get the return on investment that that they need yeah yeah so yeah again good question so uh what if if the building doesn't have a lot of automation, right? Mm-hmm. So any modern day uh, building, even if the building is old, but if they are being occupied today, there is fair level of automation already there. Even if they don't have a BMS uh, or like a very basic BMS, mm-hmm. but there are sensors, uh, there are 
uh, ways where you can uh, measure some things, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where like our model is, if the building has say 30% automation compared to what it should have, a software driven model can go and start creating value out of that 30% uh, of automation that is already there. Okay. Say, for example, if there is a, just one meter in the building, root meter, there is no uh, mm -hmm. sub-meters. Mm -hmm. We can go and create apps where we can actually create virtual meters, have a routine where somebody can go and take meter readings. Mm -hmm. So that is one way. Second is whatever is there, even if there is no BMS, we can go and integrate with uh, your chiller systems, your HVAC system directly. Uh, this this is less of a technical challenge. This has been more of a, how the industry operates. Going and uh, a software going and talking to a existing sensor or an equipment is not a big technical challenge. We have solved that. Okay? It's more about how that team or like some part could be um, traditionally outsourced to a third party OEM. So you just have to convince OEM that hey, you need to open up some ports so that mm. we have a software that wants to talk to that system. Okay, so that's more about culture and how traditionally businesses are done, less on technical problem. Mm. That's what we are seeing with most of our customers, where there is some friction initially, but if customer explains it to different teams, brings in everybody into the platform, mm. uh, we we go through this technical bottlenecks very easily. We are able to connect with systems. And then we start creating value uh, from whatever is already existing. Assume the same British land building, if it had 50% less sensors and automation, uh, maybe instead of 30% reduction in year one, they could have seen like 10%, 15%, right? But that motivates, that's also funds you to go and invest that into more mm -hmm. automation next year and then move from say 15% to 20%. And then, so so that is a, that is a path that customers are seeing where customers starts with buildings where they have better automation, see the value, and then fund that into other properties where they may have to go and retrofit some automation systems. I think that's a really good point. Use the energy, use the the cost savings to then fund further development yeah. and, and increase those savings. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I mean, last question to you, Prabhu. Um, I mean, if there was one thing that you want the audience to take away with today from our conversation, what would it be? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, right? So um, this is like, there is a lot of things happening around sustainability. Customers are looking at ways. Um, so there are uh, successful models, uh, like I mentioned, in IT world, uh, companies like ServiceNow mm -hmm. platform, how do we automate? create value from software even if you take tesla for example right uh, tesla's predominantly succeeded by making the cars faster more software while ev was already there what made tesla exciting is there is more software it can drive by itself and there's a big screen we can interact mm -hmm. with the car there's an app and it, good it created experience. habit it created yeah. Right, so so that's where you so so one takeaway is how do you really uh, bring in software into buildings because you have brought in software into other business process confidently bring in and then take a call walk run approach uh, in the world of SaaS uh, the SaaS model itself is very 
lucrative for this where they can start small. Like I mentioned, you have 10 buildings, five of them have great automation. Start with that, start seeing uh, value in few months and then walk and then run. So go to other properties, bring in more sensors, more sensors, more data, more savings. Uh, so the takeaway here is use software to connect people, process systems, so that this becomes a habit. This becomes a continuous uh, improvement in, in terms of across the business, mm-hmm. just just not like one two-year project where some report comes saving, I, I save so much of energy. Good stuff. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And really appreciate your time today. And of course, thanks for everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, I hope, hope everyone enjoyed yeah. the episode. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Prabhu. Thanks, uh, James, again for uh, inviting me. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Good stuff. Bye for now.